Good morning. On this bold question crunch, Tammy is here to talk about their salon, Little Shop of Hairdos, located in Upland, California. Answering questions about starting a horror-themed salon, the safety training it takes to color hair, and what other musicals could use a singing plant. <laughs> So you mentioned earlier that you got interviewed by the newspaper? Yeah. We're, we're, I, cause a lot of us in downtown Upland here, we're all small down here for now anyways. Um, and we're still needing help to still recovery from post-pandemic shutdowns and such. So, um, and not only that, we actually, like, we don't get a whole lot of marketing from the city and help from the city. So I'm kind of like the voice of us business owners here. So we have a board committee that's been governed here for probably over a hundred years actually, because we're historical and I'm the president of that. So I started social media for us and down here. I'm always at city council, I'm always in meetings. I, I'm basically, I feel like a city employee, but I don't get paid for. <laughs> And I, a social media manager and, you know, but, but if I don't do it, no one will. So I recently did do uh, some selling for uh, downtown Upland uh, with a friend where they were like, uh, what's there to do in the Inland Empire? I was like, well, have I got news for you? <laughs> right. We're like a hidden gem for right now, but I'm trying to make us a more visible gem. I have been noticing that I have been noticing a lot of advertisement for your shop being more seen, I guess. Like when I look at my Instagram feed and I see people posting about it because I follow a lot of horror, uh, a lot of horror fans. And then they find out about your shop, which your shop is Little Shop of Hairdos, in case I my listeners don't know. Yeah, they'll know by the intro. I'll mention. The right, yeah. <laughs> but Little Shop of Horrors is absolutely fantastic it's one of my favorite salons to walk into because i am a big horror fan and i love i love the idea of a horror themed salon you get a haircut and it's just i feel like there's not a lot of places you know everyone celebrates when spirit halloween shows up but that's only like a certain season of the year so i love going to places where it can be horror themed all year long yes Uh, what inspired you to create a horror themed salon well, there are literally, this is not an exaggeration, 50,000 hair salons in the state of California alone. I don't even know the number for the rest of the country. So uh, when I got the opportunity to purchase, I had done hair for many years. I used to be an ENT as well. I had done hair for many years. And when I got the opportunity on my own, I'm like, okay, what am I going to do that makes us stand out above the rest? Well, there's two things that I know. I know how to do hair and I know horror movies, which has been the only constant in my whole entire life, horror movies. Like that's something to put in my resume, right? But so I'm like, okay, this is weird. I'm going for it. It's not the first time I've, you know, kind of marched my own drum beat. So I did. And uh, that was this February 1st will be eight years ago. Damn, time flies. Eight years. <laughs> yeah. 
because I remember drawing the comic. Uh, I drew, I drew a comic of me seeing your shop and having the like the, the banner on, uh, be, being able to see the banner. Because I'm a big fan of a uh, uh, little shop of horrors, and so seeing a shop called Little Shop of Hairdos was delightful. Eight years, damn. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I guess so, three of those years was pandemic. It's really hard. It's really time is really strange right now because every time I look back at before COVID. Um, it doesn't seem that long ago, but that was, you know, 2019 is when, it, <laughs> when the, the end of 2019 is when it finally got to, what, California? Was it early 2020 when the, the lockdown started happening? Yep, yep. Yeah, it seems like everyone, we feel like that that time period just went into a black hole. <laughs> that all disappeared, you know? We froze. I... I hope that we can put horror movies on our resume. If that's the case, and I'm looking very forward to updating it. <laughs> yeah. Oh, go on. No, go ahead. Sorry. I was going to say I don't know what special skill that would that would apply. <laughs> can you excuse me one second? How many? Of okay. course. Um, I don't know what uh what a horror, I don't know what being a horror fan would imply on your resume, but I whatever it is, I'm going to figure it out. I need I need to if we can add that to it. I would would we just say horror fan and list the movies that we love? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. All right. No problem. Yeah, she's in there. Sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> You're good. Okay. You're good. Okay. Go ahead. You know, <laughs> as a horror fan, you wanted something about movies. I'm sorry. That's okay. I was just wondering if uh, if we say that we're a horror fan and then uh, list the movies that we love, would that help uh, our resume? Because I feel like if you if you say that I'm a big fan of uh, Freddy Krueger and you miss you mentioned all the Freddy Krueger movies you're say, that you've seen, it would imply that you're committed. So you're a good employee because you'll you'll stick to a thing, right? Right. You know, and to me, you don't have to mention all these, you know, B movies and never heard of and only horror fans know of in order to be that. Like, you tell me, like, The Addams Family. Hey, that's awesome, too. You know, because the horror genre is a giant umbrella to me. You know, I even consider, you know, with comedy horror, you got Ghostbusters and you got Young Frankenstein and, you know, it's it's all that. Matter of fact, I have Young Frankenstein and Ghostbusters in here, too, so. So that's included. Those are two of my favorite films, uh, for for very different reasons. Um, did you watch the new Wednesday show? Yes. What do you think? I loved it. I thought uh, it was. I I thought it was done well. Um, I mean it's Tim Burton, so if you're any Tim Burton fan, but. He, he's always, to me, he's always done well paying any type of homage to the historical aspect of it and the, the legendary fact of it, you know. So, and he always tries to go by what the original artist intended, say, in this case, the comics. So, I think he did well, you know. And it was a good movie that you can watch with kids, too, or a series. I think it's, I think it's weird because I feel like uh, in their, you know, prior to like streaming services you made a pilot and the pilot had to be strong enough to get your show to keep going i feel like uh with wednesday and another show like andor i'm not really that impressed with the first episode but they start really getting like wednesday started getting really good as the plot went on and it got me right. fast yeah it got a little darker and if you're a Tim Burton fan, you'd see the little Easter eggs that were in there too. Oh, yeah. 
I don't know if you uh, noticed those, but. Oh, I did. Did, did you? Know? Yeah. What is <laughs> large your large and stuff? Your your sound keeps going in and out. I don't know. Um, I Do you, think is that's this where you normally film. I think this is the audio fighting with the background noise. Okay. But uh, what Easter eggs were you talking about? What Easter eggs did you find? Large Marge from Pee Wee's Big Adventure. Um, and then I don't want to ruin it for anyone listening, but to me, the villain in it was looked very much like the snake scene from Beetlejuice. I know that That's too. Cool. Which one was yeah. Large Marge? In the beginning, when uh, someone's being dropped off, and she looks very similar to Large Marge, and she's wearing the exact same Pendleton that Large Marge wore. Oh, now you're gonna have to rewatch it. <laughs> no, you're talking about the very first attack, right? Yeah. <laughs> oh, I did not notice that at all. I'm gonna have to go watch that again, because now I know yeah. exactly what scene you're talking about. Yeah, I believe it was the first episode. Oh, I, that's insane. Is she driving a truck or is she driving like a big rig truck or just like a regular truck? No, it wasn't big rig. It was, it was a vehicle. I think it was a truck, but definitely not a big rig. I think it was dropping someone off. I am absolutely looking forward to that. Now I have to go check that out. Um, if you could replace any character from any musical with, uh, uh with Audrey 2, uh, which character would you pick? <laughs> I always want to go to a horror, a horror musical. So I know one horror musical that I liked was Repo the Genetic Opera. <laughs> so, it has nothing to do with Audrey whatsoever, but. <laughs> or like I, I mentioned before, I bought Grease. <laughs> which character from Repo and which character from Grease? Grease. Okay, well, how about Grease? Because I say when Sandy. Um, Especially when she's all went in leather and <laughs> Audrey, Audrey needs to be in leather. <laughs> that would be fun to that would be fun to hear Audrey too say the tell me about stud. Well, because start... even in our yeah, right, because even in our logo she has a big bouffant wig and you know like a pair of these little fifties glasses. So um, <laughs> I think she'd look great in leather. <laughs> Would Audrey 2's pot be in leather or would, would it be like, or would it just be a leather fabric around it or would it be leather maybe, pants? Maybe just the jacket. <laughs> but I like the leather pants idea because then the legs would just be hanging off to the bottom of the pot. <laughs> there you go. There you go. <laughs> of course with me, it's never going to be normal or fun. It's going to be really weird. <laughs> now I'm just picturing Danny look at Aubrey 2 in the leather getup and he's like, Uh, Audrey! (laughs) (laughs) And, like, make no mention of the movie. It's just a totally different character. Like, nobody (laughs) notices. (laughs) Like, throughout the movie or just that last scene? (laughs) Just that last scene. Like, (laughs) Audrey. (laughs) No one says anything. Like, it's just totally normal. Like, a weirdly bizarre dream or something. (laughs) You know, with all the technology that we have, I think that could be done. Because I know I saw this one game where you can digitally put yourself in scenes of, sh- of sh- movies oh now i want to see if i could do it or at least that's gonna happen or at least just some kind of sense of it that'd be fun that'd be funny um i love it that uh you all the back all the decorations that you have at your salon are amazing 
because I'm looking at Thank the back right now with the tree and the vampire. I think is that's a vampire, right? I'm, I can't. Yeah. See okay, cool. Count Orlock from Nosferatu. He is delightfully creepy looming over your shoulder. <laughs> he watches over the front of the salon. Yeah, this is our lobby area right here. And you have a lot of people coming in to take photos because like, I feel like it's a perfect photo op. Oh, totally. Yeah. You know, we got people from YouTube and uh, TikTok, you know, want to do that. And I always welcome that. I mean, why wouldn't I, you know, so uh, especially during Halloween, of course. So we have, have a lot of that. And if they tag the location, then that's just good. Uh, that's, that's good advertisement. Absolutely. Yes, I agree. Um, now, one thing I really love, and if anyone has searched through any of your social media, is all of the really vibrant colors of hair that you work with. Um, and one of my favorite things about like makeup um, is all the different names that they've given to different colors. I love when the when the, when the name of a color is something completely exotic, something completely strange. That being said, what have been some of your favorite colors that you've used to dye hair? Um, it's kind of hard to say because we do so much here. Um, I do, I know all stylists say this, but it's nice when some of the clients are all like, just do whatever you think is best or whatever you think will look good, you know, so it kind of leaves it in our hands. So, and then when people ask me too, like, oh, what's popular right now? What's, what's in style? I'm like, really, there is no rhyme or reason. It's just completely up to your imagination, you know? It's hair. It's temporary. You know, it's not a tattoo. So have some fun with it. You know, so we do everything. We we don't just do vibrant and fun colors too. We actually do blonding and going back to grays and all of that. So we also do what we call normal hair as well, not just Halloween hair, because we get asked that a lot. So. Have you seen any kind of like a rise of uh, one type of color? Uh. I would say not necessarily types of color, but I have in the 25 years that I've been in the business, um, it went, it evolved from the only people that had fun colored hair were like the skate punks and, you know, the rebels and everything. Well, now it's evolved into kindergarten teachers and nurses and, you know, yeah, it's, it's more accepted. It's more, you know, it's not a sign of like, you're a thug. You know, it's, it's just hair. So people are having more fun with it. Matter of fact, we even have some Disney employees here that we can do some kind of inconspicuous types of fun hair that they can put under a hat because they still can't work at Disney and have the fun hair yet, which seems odd. But, um, yeah, so it's it's nice to see it becoming more of a common thing instead of, instead of something like a, a, a source of rebellion if they get their hair color to fun color. I wouldn't be surprised if they changed that rule at Disney because there used to be a rule of like no one gets to wear a beard. And so seeing beards at Disneyland, I'm still like, oh. <laughs> right. Yeah. You know, or tattoos exposed or, yeah. I have a friend who um, worked at, was the lead designer of Not Scary Farm for 13 years. And mind you, the lead of Not Scary Farm design, but he had to cover his tattoos. So, right? But it wasn't until the end, until he almost left, that um, they finally decided to let that that go. It just seems like odd for the horror designer to have to cover their tattoos, but 
Yeah, they had to wear sleeves. <laughs> like, I can understand if it's someone who has to deal with the public often, but if it's someone who's just designing stuff or not, having to cover their tattoos is silly. Yeah. Yeah. But it's no longer like that now, but it was when he was working there, so... I like it that you mentioned that kindergartner teacher kindergarten teachers are allowed to now have bright colored hair. I like it. I, I'm really I, I really appreciate the fact that society is getting better at understanding that uh, we should not be judged by how we wear our how we have our hair, the tattoos that we wear. I like it that it you know it's, it's baby steps, but it's still some sort of sense of progress. I agree. I agree. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm noticing even tattoo shops, there are some that I've seen that aren't, you know, the grungy and no, you're walking into like a prison cell in order to get a tattoo. You know, now it's, I've seen one today that was a coffee shop and a tattoo parlor um, that was all pink and with green plants everywhere and everything and very like, you know, modernized and everything. It's like, wow. So now it's part of it's art. It's not, you know, like I said, with hair, you know, it's not, it doesn't mean you're a thug, you know? Um, now when I said that, uh, have you seen any kind of like rising in trends of hair? I have been, I remember, I remember being young and being like, I love gray hair. I love white gray hair. It's always been, I've, I've always been a fan of it. Um, I personally blame, I think I personally blame Steve Martin. His hair was white for a long time and I've just been a fan of Steve Martin since I was a kid. Um, have you been noticing? Because like I feel like a lot of people, I, I see a lot of people with gray hair, like dyeing their hair gray. Has it been like like? I mean, you're in the business, so you would know more than me. Yeah, well, I mean, it was the thing too, like especially women, you know, like oh, you got a gray hair, you got to cover it, you know. But I mean, even for me, I'm in the industry, and let me tell you, um, having to do that every two weeks, it's it's a pain, you know. Um, and I have to do it myself and the bathroom you know so but so a lot of women are just opting to just let it go and um grow it out so and and help to transition with that will lighten their hair and get rid of their old hair color which is usually darker than their natural and get it as close as we can so the grow out phase isn't so dramatic and, and um, but yeah it's a thing you know more and more women especially and men i'm even encouraging men to do the same like if you're going great just let it go you know, you can get some fun stuff here and there if you want, but temporary. Something you don't have to keep up every two weeks, a month, or whatever. You know, that's a lot. I'm absolutely looking forward to more gray hairs. Like, every time I see my beard coming in, I see, like, little spots of gray, and I'm like, oh, just take it all. Just take it all. I don't need any color. <laughs> right, yeah. Yeah, you don't need no just just for men. <laughs> CBS. Um. Now, this is the second time that we recorded, because the first time it didn't work out so well. The recording did not stick for some reason. Uh, there were technical difficulties with the phrase. But you had mentioned something that has haunted me for a long time and will probably haunt me for the rest of my life, is all the folks who dye their hair at home, who don't know what they're doing as far as dyeing hair. Yeah. Yeah, uh, thanks to YouTube um, or TikTok or any of that, you know, these... We always say YouTube is not cosmetology school. So, I mean, this has been an issue for a while, but I mean, basically when you get in a box at Target or wherever, it is one formula, but 
that box doesn't know what kind of formula you specifically need. And you need a different type of formula depending on the location of your hair, say the root and the ends and so forth. And a box doesn't tell you that, but you don't know that from that. As a human being standing behind, we're able to identify that and get you the best possible what is needed for your hair. You know, I mean, I've seen stuff like, oh, you put on this and you'll dye your hair pink. People don't realize tying your hair pink is actually a two-step process. And that's where we come in, you know, or um, the buying of hair bleach, which blows my mind that that is legal to sell to the public because it's a caustic chemical that actually causes severe chemical burns if used improperly. And the main thing that we go to school for, which actually takes us a year to graduate from, believe it or not, um, is the safety of chemicals on other people. So we've had people come in, you know, they've got scalp blisters and burns and their hair is gone, broken. And there's nothing we can do to save that. There is hair does not heal. It's not, it doesn't have live cells in it. It does not heal like say skin does. So if it's get burnt off, that's it. It's time for a wig for you. And um, I can't tell you how many phone calls we received of people in tears because they wanted to do something at home and, uh, and they did it and it turned awful in broken hair and everything. And they had an event that they were going to go to or something and there's nothing we could do. We could cut off as much as we can, at least make it all even. But, you know, we've seen, we've seen a lot of tragedy come in here. I mean, it's, I understand that everyone can afford to go and get, you know, a professional because it is a luxury, but on the other hand, please do not attempt it at home. I just do, do that for your own safety and your own good of your, the quality of your hair. You know, it's just bad all around. And, and they use a lot of stuff in the chemicals is way below standards of what we use in a professional setting as well. <clears throat> I can understand not being able to afford going to a hair salon. I get that. Um, right. And my hair will get into my ear and I'll just trim the sideburns so that it can right. get less bothersome. Right. But I'm definitely not going to use chemicals all willy-nilly, no matter what YouTube video I'm going to be watching. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, and, you know, some people in my workout and their hair did not fry off great for them but that's it, it will not be the case for everyone everyone has different hair everyone has different hair history even the medications you take affect your hair um, and can affect hair dye even um, hormonal changes like having a baby or go getting surgery all these things affect what comes out of your scalp so yeah. the chemicals you put on it will have a different reaction for one person than it will another the general public don't know these things but we do. That's what we went to school for. We are all licensed by the state. So a lot of people think, oh, we just go to hair school and we learn how to make hair pretty. That is actually not what we go to school for. We learn talent after school. What we learn in school is chemical uh, safety and sanitation. People don't know that. I, that's that's upsetting that people don't know that because like every time uh, every time I've ever gotten a haircut I pay attention to you know things things happen tools tools fall down and you know it's gravity gravity is still around and you can't you can't not have a mistake but I always see the hairstylist be like all right cool and then put that 
put that tool where it needs to be sanitized and get a new tool to use. The, uh, right. Every hairstylist be very specific to make sure that the, the tools that they use are sanitized and ready to be used. Right. Right, exactly that. Yeah, that's part of it. Absolutely. Yes. That's upsetting just because, like, uh, you're right. I feel like a lot of times people watch, people search. They wonder, oh, can I do this thing myself? They go on YouTube, watch a video or two, and they're like, all right, I think I have the, co they have the unearned confidence of, I can do this. Which, right. bravo, congrats to them. But I definitely wouldn't use chemicals. I'm sorry. That's just. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And like I said, you could get lucky, but why whisk it, you know? So. I've had people, uh, you know, I'm a cartoonist. There's usually not going to be a lot of frustrated tears in my career, unless it's me getting frustrated with talking to a customer. Then there could be frustration tears. Right. There have been times where a kid uh, was having difficulty with their uh, drawing assignments, and they were getting frustrated. There were tears. But no matter how they, no matter how much they messed up and how many mistakes they made, they're not going to burn themselves. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. I could not. Oh, I can't even fathom how much stress I would be in. That's not. I'm not going to be a hairstylist. Is all I'm saying. I, that sounds like a very stressful. <laughs> but hey, issues do happen, though. You know. I mean, we can't guarantee exactly what chemical you know, reactions are going to be after the fact. And then your hair history has a lot to play into it too. Things you've done at home or even, you know, at other salons that didn't do so well on you, you know, all those play into factor what the outcome can be. So, yeah. I know I'm very dedicated whenever I find someone who can cut my hair and make it look nice. I'm like, all right, cool. I have no problem driving the length of time to get to that place to be able to get my hair cut. <laughs> right. Yeah, I always say if you're happy with your stylist, stick with them. Stick with them. Um, and you said that you have a lot of people who come in who uh, don't necessarily like they, they, I don't want to say normal hair. That's the, I hate the word normal. Normal is the adjective I hate the most. Yeah. But non dramatic, I guess. I don't know. What's the term that we're gonna use here? <laughs> okay. Uh, no, well, what uh, that was the question. What term are we gonna use for the the hair? The because like if it's just the trim. That's your salon handles any kind of hair, so no one should feel, uh, no one, everyone should feel included in your shop. Absolutely, absolutely. And then uh, we actually even on the weekends have a lady barber here, you know. So guys want to come in for barber cuts, or even ladies want to come in for barber cuts. We do that too. Um, you just want blonde hair, we do that. You want a brunette or a redhead, you know. It's all done here. It's a, we're full service. And I love the feeling of inclusivity at your at your shop because if I go through Instagram and I see I, I went through Instagram and I looked at all your tagged photos and seeing how diverse your customers are is just awesome. Yeah, and absolutely. That's been a big thing since the beginning because when I opened this place, there wasn't salons in this area that really did a whole lot of that or made uh, everyone feel welcome. So um, our tagline is, uh, everyone is welcome except assholes. <laughs> and speaking of diversity and just the feeling of being inclusive, uh, I love I love scrolling through and seeing your Pride events. Yes. Yeah, every June um, we hold an event 
that we raise money for any uh, facility. I always try to get local in the area, but when I first started it, we didn't have a, there wasn't really anything in the IE that helped support the LGBTQ community. So we were first donating to like Long Beach and we, you know, we stuck with that. And then this past Pride Month, we, uh, the Pomona Pride Center opened up that handles all of Inland Empire. So um, now that we can have events again, uh, because when we weren't a lot of had events, we did raffle baskets. Um, and then once we're able to gather again, like this past June, uh, we did a big drag bingo here, which was very successful. Every year we raise more and more money. We always beat the last year's goal every year. So I'm, I'm very proud of that. I'm bummed that, when did the Pomona place open up? Um, Within this last year, because I happened to have stumbled upon them when I was in downtown Pomona, and there were balloons there and everything. So I believe that was that was right before Pride Month in June. So that, um, yeah, I was like, wow, I didn't know you guys were here. <laughs> so it had to have been around that time. Um, so everything we donated then, uh, or I'm sorry, everything that we raised then all went to them. And um, and they're very active and they're always having events and they're working towards getting more and more grants. So they're really growing and being real active. I'm, I'm very happy for them. So that means we will always have someone for here in the IE. That is fantastic. That's what that's, uh, I, I like to hear that. Um, and you do, you are very dedicated to the community and you are very dedicated to putting on really amazing events because I do see that in your like, social media and posts from, uh, what was it? You had like a hollow, a spooky thing in Upland, right? I'm trying to remember the name of yeah. it. Uh, every, because I am the president of the board here, every, just about every single festival that happens here, and we have several, I have my hands in it or I'm doing them right by myself. Um, so in October, the city hosts a scary affair every year. It's for, for families to come out. And it's always the Saturday before Halloween. So of course, we have to hold something in our shop. I mean, why, you know, there's no way we would be not have something like <laughs> during, during a Halloween event. So I usually have like fun vendors in here. Sometimes I'll have cosplayers. I've had like vendors from the uh, Museum of Natural History that brought in all kinds of reptiles and tarantulas and fun things like that for the kids and everything. So yeah, we're also family friendly. Like you can walk in here right now and there's nothing that's really gory, you know, I mean, it, you know, we had, do have a terrifier Christmas tree, but it's not too bad. <laughs> uh, that's debatable. I don't want to look at your Christmas. I think I even saw the post and I was like, I'll <laughs> roll past. Yeah. <laughs> if anyone who does, if anyone's listening and doesn't know what terrifier is, it's a clown. Uh, his name is Art. And yep. did I, did I tell you, uh, I don't know if I tell you about this. I posted, I made a comic of it where someone came by my booth at Midsummer Scream. And they said, uh, do you know who Terrifier? And Because I was doing free sketches. And they're like, do you know who Terrifier is? And I was like, I do, but I don't draw clowns for free. You have to donate to this charity to get me to draw a clown. And you, you donate. What was that? You hate clowns, right? I hate clowns. I don't draw clowns for free. Um, right. But when I was looking up images for art to be able to draw him, uh, I found a photo and I clicked on it. I didn't know it was a gift. And so I was looking at the photo, and he was staying there, and then he 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 walked towards the camera, and I I, I freaked out. I was so, 
that was terrifying. <laughs> so did you ever draw it though? I did. I did. I oh, wow. That's but, good. But there was a moment where I was like getting ready to draw and I was like, that's not photo. And I tossed my, I moved my phone away. <laughs> I, and I, I recently went to your shop and, uh, I want to buy a t-shirt and the only t-shirt that was available was killer clowns from our space. <laughs> I'll have to get you a logo one then. <laughs> I, I was very tempted to get the killer clowns, but I was like, ah, oh, I got to figure out if I can put that on my charity thing, because I don't have any clown clothing. I, well, I mean, I have clown clothing because the charity has made me turn into a clown, but I don't have any outfits with clowns on it, so I might have to do that to get one of the t-shirts. We'll see. 2023 is coming up. Okay, we have logo ones, too. I'll have to see if I have your size. And um, um, I know I still have a box in my garage, so I'll get you a logo, because since you like Little Shop of Horrors, it's, it's more of our logo, so it'll be perfect. Um, one of my, <laughs> one of my friends suggested, uh, for the charity getting my hair to be styled like a clown. I guess I was gonna, <laughs> I was wondering if you were like, oh, well to do that, we'd have to do this. I thought that was what's going to happen. But, uh, did they put on a wig on you or did they dye your hair? Oh, uh, we, we did a wig. When I did it, I did oh, okay. a wig. But she was saying that for a future thing, we would have to grow out your hair and then poof it up to make it a clown hairstyle. Right. And I was like, oh, just wait for the receding hairline to go a little further back, and then I would just have back the, the back ring clown hair. There you go. Um, but I that would be a lot of donations, because I don't want to... I like... <laughs> I like my hair how it is. I don't want it to be cut up and bleached and that's not i we've just had a conversation about how painful chemicals can be i don't want to have to make my hair actually like bubblegum pink (laughs) well you could style it into the style of a wig but not color it to the style of that i would say really tiny curls you know but it's all around you know (laughs) but no color needed art doesn't have any hair at all no he doesn't no uh He's got the he's, he, art has the uh, very obvious uh, bald cap, right? Because I remember it's got that line around it, and that adds to the creepiness of art, I, in my opinion. Sometimes um, for me, it's sometimes the simplest things that are the creepiest. And he's very—I mean, it looks like a party city clown costume. You know, he's just very plain but creepy altogether. Did you watch the sequel? Absolutely. I heard it's pretty bad. Like, not yeah. bad, but it's pretty gory, pretty intense. Like, to me, like, just being gore isn't really, like, a good horror to me. Like, it, no, it has to have creep factor. It has to have something. But just, like, you know, what they like they call gore, gore porn or whatever, to me, that's just lame. So, and that's a cheap way of doing horror. Um, so I thought Terrifier 2 was actually better than Terrifier 1, even though I am a fan of Terrifier 1. But uh, they put a new character in Terrifier 2 without ruining it. And I'm sure you won't go and see it anyways. But and I think that new character is creepy as hell, too. So Cool. Is the new yeah. character found? Yes. <laughs> Fantastic. <laughs> yeah, I think seeing the movie would just further your fear of that. So just don't. <laughs> 
Well, part of the clown charity is to raise money to watch movies. Uh, I still have to watch uh, Shakes the Clown for the clown charity. Do you know about that movie? No, I've never heard of that one. Yeah, it's got a lot of big names in it, too. Uh, it's uh, Bobcat is, like, the main character. Oh, how funny. Okay. It's got Robin Williams in it. Nice. And it's got Tom Kenny. Tom Kenny is, uh, if you don't know that name, Tom Square Kenny. SquareBob. Oh, Square. SpongeBob. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, SpongeBob is in the movie, uh, and I think it's—I don't remember the plot too well because I'm not going to look it up because I don't want—I don't want to see the pictures of clowns. But I think it's like clowns versus mimes or something like that. So no, thank you. Uh, I—I'll probably see the movie. Terrifier. Well, I won't. Uh, we'll see. <laughs> they raise enough money. What about Killer Clowns from Outer Space? The one that my shirt is after. Have you seen that one? That's more. Like- I- horror movie. Do you want to know where I watched it? Where? At the Clown Hotel. Oh, wow. <laughs> you actually watched it? You went there? We we raised the money. That was the first clown charity I did, was raising $1,000 to go to the Clown Hotel. Um, and then we added the... We, we did an extended thing where if you donate this much money, we'll watch Killer Clowns from Outer Space in this motel. Oh, wow. Um, brave. I've never even been to the Clown Motel. It's worse. I mean, it's more clowny and more scary now. When we when we went, it was under the old management, and they it was clown themed. The lobby was filled with clowns, but it wasn't as clowny as it could get. Yeah. Now it's much more clowny. Now it's ridiculously clowny, and I might have to go again if we raise enough money to do it. But we'll see. Um. So I did see Killer Clowns. I don't see myself ever playing a video game, but we'll we'll see. <laughs> I actually saw clips of it. I'm not a. I live with a huge video game nerd, so he's gonna get it and I'll watch it. But I've seen clips of it, and it's from the same makers that made the Friday the Thirteenth, the Jason one, and it's actually really good quality. So I don't know if you're just into games in general, but that that looks like it's gonna be a good video game. Okay. Yeah. So I might have to put that on the charity thing, huh? Yeah. Yeah, and, and I don't know if you've seen the one with the Friday the 13th, the one, the one I was referring to, but that's actually, I've, I've watched him play it. Like, I'm, I'm terrible at video games, so I just watch him play. But he, yeah, it's a pretty pretty creepy video game. Huh, all right. No, it's, I- it's good quality, yeah. It's not cheeseball at all, like you would think. So I guess with, with a huge new fandom of killer clowns i guess they thought that it would be a good idea to release that one too i love the whole idea of uh campy low budget movies getting getting a huge following out of nowhere and then suddenly it's like i feel like there's a feeling of worry that this thing is not going to succeed and then all of a sudden it explodes and that's kind of what I was, uh, that's whenever I see anyone wearing a t-shirt from, when, whenever I see anyone talking about your salon, I'm always so glad to see other people uh, finding your salon and falling in love with it as much as I am, as much as I do. Yeah, well, There'll be times, like I think when uh, the most recent time when I visited the salon and I took a photo with a tree, there were people walking the opposite direction. I'm like, hey. Hello, stranger. Uh, you know there's a cool place you should check. Like, that's a creepy thing to say. I didn't say it, but I was tempted. <laughs> right, right. 
Yeah, we get a lot of that. Like people just kind of look in, like, "What is this place?" And we always, everyone's welcome to come in. They they think they can only come in if they have a hair appointment. Like, no, no, no. Come inside. We're the freak show of the block. We get it. Come on in. <laughs> I like it that you said uh, <laughs> when Halloween was coming up, and you're like, "Oh, I, we we have to be a part of it." That'd be really funny if the Halloween happened. If Halloween was coming along, and you're like, "No, it's not our holiday. We don't want to get the spooky stuff." <laughs> yeah. Speaking about movie, uh, spooky movies, uh, which vampire has the best hair? David from The Lost Boys, Emmeline, uh, Paul Rubens' character from Buffy. If you, you know, I'm, I'm sure people who are listening know who Paul Rubens is, but in case they don't, Pee Wee Herman. Right. Uh, or Count Chocula. <laughs> okay, I'm, I'm going to be a little biased on this because ever since I was a kid, Lost Boys has been one of my favorites, so I guess I'll have to go with David. And mullets are back in style. So <laughs> have you all gotten... different kinds too for men and women. Everyone. Mullets are back in. Have you had the privilege of doing a David mullet? Yeah, let's see, like lots of mullets here. Lots of, matter of fact, a lot of people come here specifically for that because not every stylist is comfortable doing those. So we do them all the time here. Uh, but I haven't seen a whole like bleach platinum makeover with a mullet yet. I'm surprised because Lost Boys is still a huge fandom with Lost Boys too. Yeah. Yeah. Not one of those yet. Not that I'm aware of anyways. Why are people discouraged from making a, doing a mullet? I think because, well, you know, for a while it was this comparison of Joe Dirt. <laughs> but now they're, they're a trend again. So now they're cool. And then there's different versions of the mold too, so like more relaxed version, like more shag as we call them. But um, more, even one more, more pronounced ones with, you know, very shaggy bangs and everything. So it's all, like with anything else, it's what you make of it. But, um, but we just call it the modern shag, the modern bullet. It's all, it's all very similar. But we just don't call it the Joe Dirt, that's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> what different colors of molds have you had? Oh, anything and everything. Anything you think of. Matter of fact, some people just come and get the cut and they don't, you know, not everyone that comes in here gets hair color. So, um, you know, if you take a look on our Instagram, you'd see it's all those short ones, long ones, male, like I said, male, female, it doesn't matter. Um, some with color, some without. Some just keep their natural color. Speaking of bleached vampires, um, when I was younger, I wanted to get my hair bleached, like platinum blonde, like Spike from Buffy. Yeah. But um, I had my my grandma was the one who dyed my who bleached my hair, and I don't think she was she knew how white I wanted to be because it was she she got a very natural looking light blonde. And I'm like. Cool, cool, but I want it to be white. I want it to be <laughs> right. Yep. And that's what uh, it was. It, it more it, like yellowy or brassy? It was much more yellowy. Yeah. And uh, that's why I was wondering about uh, the hairstylist being discouraged of doing mullets, because I, I I wonder if the hairstylists were not willing to go all the way. I'm like. Oh, no. Yeah. You know, here it's, 
you name it, we'll, we'll do it, or at least give it a good solid try, you know? <laughs> we'll do, we, if people bring in pictures, let's, let's put it this way, we always tell them, we'll get you as close to the pictures we can get, because everyone has different types of hair, different textures of hair, different face shapes, different head shapes. So sometimes when you come in, this is, this is every stylist issue that we deal with, like, you know, oh, I want my hair to look exactly like this, and it's some celebrity. And a lot of times we have to tell them, well, that's a wig, you know, but we'll get you as close as we can to that. We can't guarantee that you're going to look exactly like that. So. So if someone walked in and showed you a picture of Count Chocula, and you'd be like, well, that's a cartoon. That's a drawing. <laughs> right. So I'll say, like, I'll tell you what, I'll get you as close as I can to this. <laughs> like for Count Chocula, because he's got like the victory rolls up in front or horn like, I don't know what exactly that's supposed to be, but they would, in order to do like a victory roll thing, it would have to be longer hair or a wig. We could style a wig and then, you know, they could put on that. That would be great. A great cosplay though. I haven't seen that. Count Chocula with the hair and everything. That'd be great. You know what? I actually know of a cosplayer that would make a really good Count Chocula now that I think about it. I might have to try to convince them. Yeah, I think that'd be awesome. I would do probably the victory rolls in the front. I think because I know they've changed Count Chocula as the years have gone by. You know, have you noticed some of the cereal boxes are not exactly the same as he was before? But I guess it depends on what era of Count Chocula. But that's another nice thing to see that's vintage that has made a comeback is all the like fruit boot and you know, blueberry and all of them. So it's really cool to see them all back every year too. I am a big fan of any kind of like a nostalgia when it comes to Halloween. Because a lot of times during the Halloween season, I will look up uh, old Halloween commercials. I love seeing... It's really weird because I'm not a fan of capitalism, but I am a big fan of commercialism. Commercialism is fun. There'll be a lot of really silly things that happen during Halloween. And the reason why I bring it up is because recently... They brought back the uh, pumpkin, the trick-or-treat buckets for McDonald's. Yep. And that got me thinking about all the really amazing merchandise that's in the salon that's not necessarily uh, hair. It's all spooky merchandise. And I saw the the McDonald's buckets. uh, They're soap, right? Yes, we have those here. Aren't they cool? we actually, a lot of our retail here, or most of it, except for the hair products, is all small, other small business, other small vendors. So I have, that's my artist, Six Soaps, that make those. And they actually smell really amazing, too. So if you just want to keep them in your bathroom and not use them, they make your bathroom smell nice. But they are so cute. So they're all three of the buckets, which obviously got huge popularity when they came out. Um, but we still have them available here if anyone wants them for Christmas presents or stocking stuffers. They're really cool. Or get them for yourself. You always got to get a present for yourself. <laughs> I might be in this week. I did not okay. know the are still there, and if they are, I need I need one. Okay. Yeah, they're still here. We sell them as sets, so you get all three of them. Um, the orange one smells like high C. The white one smells like cotton candy, and the green one smells like uh, green apple. Which one's your favorite? All three. They all smell cute. <laughs> <laughs> They're cool, because as soon as I saw that, you know, my friend was making those, I'm like, oh, that is awesome. We got to have that. That was at the height of when everyone was buying the buckets, too. So I'm like, that's so cool. Because I remember, of course, the original buckets that came out, which were bigger than the ones that 
they released recently, but, and I have nice enough friends that I was able to get all three of the buckets. They were all gifted to me. So I didn't have to go with the madhouse at the McDonald's drive throughs and get them. But um, really nice friends of mine, all different friends has got me all three buckets. So I have all three buckets too. That's really cool. Did your friends uh, organize it? No, it was every, someone surprised me with one, another person like, oh, I have an extra one and I know you're missing this one. So here you go. So it was really cool. You know, I thought I was going to have only two of them for a bit. They're like, no, I still have an extra one. So I got all three. I'll have to do a photo shoot with the soaps and the buckets. Uh, so the soaps in the bucket like that. Be, there you uh, go. I'm oh, actually, I think about that. I should do that for the display. <laughs> Uh, just in case you, I mean, you, I, I think you'd have to be worried about those one hardcore fans that uh, <laughs> will probably steal, right. they'll take out the soaps and just steal the bucket and run away. <laughs> right. Right. I've also seen some artists that have made purses that look like the Halloween buckets, too. I mean, yeah, people love their nostalgia, you know, love their nostalgia. So anything you grew up with, especially if you were an 80s kid like me. Oh man, that was a great decade. So, I, me and my friend were talking about where uh, we weren't. I, I, I did not go get the buckets. I'm fine with the buckets, but my friend did say that if they bring back the, uh, the, uh, chicken, the chicken nugget characters and their costumes, then I'd have to go and buy them. Then I'd have yeah. to. The budget would be too strong. <laughs> yeah, I agree. That would be cool. They, yeah, that probably be all next year. They've seen obviously how well this went over. Great marketing plan on them. So maybe next year will be the Nuggets then. Ah, uh, to think about the Nuggets and like updated costumes. Like if there was a Nugget in, ah, uh, my mind went straight to Pennywise, but I wouldn't want it. But I just right. know that that would be a popular one. Right, of course. Ah, uh, I I I recently saw a post, and I don't know if it's real or not. I mean. I haven't verified if it's real. I don't want to verify if it's real, but uh, I did see a post about like some kind of prequel series of, uh, of Pennywise. And I'm like, ah, uh. <laughs> I thought we were done with that story. I could see that happening. I mean, it always does well in the box office. So of course they're going to bring out a third one, but a prequel would, would be good. Now you have other merchandise. That's pretty amazing. And I feel like, if I'm already coming down to get some soap, I do want to get a bag of coffee. Uh, now, do you have, is it all ground coffee or is there whole bean coffee? Both, because some people okay. prefer, you know, either one. But, yeah, we um, that's another one of our vendors that we have is great, Dead Sled Coffee. And they actually have licensed coffee from various people in the industry, like Vincent Price, Bela Lugosi, Elvira, Rob Zombie. Um, look at the other ones I have oh my gosh so many and they're all licensed from them exactly so it's and it's actually very good coffee too because a lot of times you know it's like oh it's a cool bag but yeah but no the coffee is actually really good my favorite one is the Vincent Price the pumpkin spice one it is very good coffee um and so they've done collaborations with all these different people to get these and they have some ones outside the horror industry horror industry as well like Kiss and I think the band Disturbed and stuff like that, too. Skid Row, too. Random. Um, but, uh, and it's actually, like I said, like it's quality coffee, too. So we do sell a lot of it here. 
and I'm, I'm glad that um, Detsa was able to work with us on that too. So, which is why I'm like, where I go to a salon to buy horror themed coffee. <laughs> um, now, the Vincent Price pumpkin spice one, uh, is that pumpkin spice all year round then? Yeah. Yeah, I'm able to get it all year round. So, hey, you know, why, why only fall, you know? I am so excited that I can get pumpkin spice now whenever I want. <laughs> That's right. And to have it as a pump as a Vincent Price pumpkin spice, fucking sold. Yep. All right. Okay. No, I'm I'm definitely gonna come by this week to get soap and coffee. <laughs> Even though I should be getting Christmas presents, but that's fine. Happy Hanukkah to me. That's right. You need gifts too. And there'll be three soaps. I'll just have to get five different seven, five different bags of coffee for uh, the eight eight nights. It'll be cool. It'll be all right. I'll be good. There we go. <laughs> Uh, what other merchandise do you have at that store? Because you, you got coffee, you got soap. Um, yeah. I uh, candles. Um, yes, we have candles, another small uh, vendor that we have. Of course, they're all horror themed, but they smell very good. They're actually soy based with a wood wick. So they crackle just like a fireplace does. It's really fun. Um, and we have other types of candles as well. And we also, of course, not shockingly, um, we have like different types of hair barrettes and things to put in your hair that are like bones and horns and all kinds of fun stuff like that. We just got in these like four inch like daggers barrettes that are really fun. Um, and of course we have like horror themed hair fresheners, uh, gift wrapped that are all like Halloween three gift wrapped, goosebumps gift wrapped. We have purses. Um, we even sell figures. Like right now we have Captain Spaulding figures, um, lip balm. Uh, we sometimes even carry eyeshadow palettes. Uh, oh my gosh, I'm trying to think of everything. Yeah, it, it varies. Since, since they're small vendors, I can't always get the amount I need all the time. So I have a very long list of vendors. So our retail rotates out of what I'm able to get. Um, and I, so I just, you know, if they can't supply me with what I need at the time or they can't get it to me for two months from now, I'll go to the next vendor and get other things. So we always have a mix of things here. It's always really fun. So it's not just related to hair specifically, like I said, you know, the coffee and such. So, or gift wrap. So, or purses. Or faces. I'm not really a, a, a candle person. Like, you know, I've, I've, I've had candles. They're cool. But I've never been like, oh, I need to buy that candle. But... The fact that it's a wooden wick and it makes a crackle sound? Yeah. I'm interested. And it's more natural than saying, um, with like uh, traditional wax where they say it's like toxic to have like in a closed house and stuff. This is all soy waste and they smell really good. They all have, um, all themed after different types of things, not just horror movies, but even, uh, you know, Morticia or The Bride of Frankenstein or, or whatever, or Halloween or, or the smell of an old library, you know, all those things. So it's not just specific to horror movies itself. I adore uh, how much you are, how dedicated you are to support small businesses and to support the community as a whole. Because I feel like that's incredibly important and I always love identifying that trait in someone else. Um, where I, 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 I'm trying to figure out how to go to put a question with it because you know, the podcast is question brunch. Where does that passion come from? Uh, 
Well, I actually, I started supporting downtown Upland a lot, even when I was just a stylist here and I wasn't a business owner quite yet, but I was a stylist here. And I noticed this historic downtown area was full of small business owners um, that if they just had proper marketing and proper support, that this little town would be such a badass town. I mean, we're literally two blocks from the metro, you know? And I go to other towns like, you know, downtown Whittier, Redlands, Laverne, all these great little historic towns that are very similar. Even like Burbank, where that was actually like, there's a lot of horror theme shops there, you know, that people will travel and be tourists there. We didn't have that here. Um, so, and I'm seeing these, these are all literally local family owned. Like all the families that own our shops around here are people that live within 10 miles from here, you know? And I was like, wow, you know, we really need, something needs to happen here. And though I haven't accomplished it yet, we've come a long way and we are definitely in the right direction. Um, we just weren't on the map. So, uh, you know, I've seen this and now that I, you know, of course, in the last eight years, I've become a business owner as well. And it's like with small business, you get a totally different passion and a totally different concern about the people that walk through your door than any corporation will ever have, ever. You know, Target and Walmart and all them don't care who walks through the door so long as you're spending money. But in a small business, it's a totally different concept. It's a totally different feel. It's a totally different appreciation. Um, so I decided to take it upon myself, at least for us here in downtown Upland, that um, we need to do something and it's all possible. We're sitting on gold here and nobody else is noticing it except for us business owners. So, um, it, you know, it's time to do something about it. So I see that and I go to other towns that are similar to ours and I see the same passion and I see the same, um, the same need and how even consumers, so many want to help support small business. It's not, it's not just a fad or a quote or a, a niche of something. No, the community wants to support small, you know, so. I got, well, I'm going to take one for the team and I'm going to, I'm going to be the one who does something. So I've been, uh, even though I've owned my business for 10 years, I've been actively involved in the community for 10. I'm sorry. I've owned my business for eight, but I've been active in the community to help support downtown for 10. So, um, you know, and I'm, I'm going to keep us moving forward and, and, and we are growing. So if you, uh, you see, haven't been here in a while and, and anyone that lives locally, you'll, you'll be seeing a change coming here very soon. We're getting more restaurants and everything. And again, all, all family owned. I'm glad that you mentioned that it's not just a trend that people want to shop small. Right. Because I feel like, I feel like people will say, oh, that's just, you know, it's popular now. I'm like, mm -hmm. I feel like, I feel like everybody wins when you shop small. Absolutely. Absolutely. Because I feel like people who, because uh, I love, I do love the downtown Upland area and it's a really fun convenient place that you can walk around there's just a really nice casual feel to it and a nice flow to it where you can grab a cup of coffee or a beer at a local bar or brewery I, there is a brewery coming into downtown right i thought i saw a sign for that yeah we have one now uh, right across from here it's rescue and then we have a new one called pro five that's coming around the corner here 
Okay, I think yeah. I heard. We're oh. actually getting 12 new restaurants here within the next year. So very helpful. Wow. Very helpful. Yeah. Um, I, I do know that, you know, when I, I love the feeling of going to a small place and being recognized and people knowing me and, you know, there's just a, a, a level of friendliness that you don't get. Like you said, if you go to Walmart or Target, you're just going to walk to the door and they're like, all right, welcome. And it's fine. I'm not going to badmouth that. I, I don't want them to necessarily know me either. But I do love going to those shops where I do know the person and I'm going to support them and I'll be loyal to them and do whatever I can to make sure that they, that they survive. <laughs> and, uh, COVID was, COVID took out a lot of shops. It's, it was a very scary time having lockdowns on. Yeah. Oh yeah. And it was awful. Just awful. Like the very, very dark, dark times, you know, it was sad. And then, um, you know, and then thankfully everyone here survived through it. They're struggling now because they just haven't been able to get caught up. But uh, so we still we still have a ways to go. There's still a lot of people that are uh, kind of working through that financial hole still. So because a lot of people even mortgage their houses to keep their business alive and keep their employees working. I mean, you, that's not something a corporation would do. I mean, if the numbers aren't there, they just close up and don't care, you know, so. I mean, a lot of people definitely went through some serious sacrifices to keep their businesses open. Now, you said that you, uh, you you started as a hairstylist, and then you are a big fan of horror movies, and you decided to combine the two. Uh, what words of wisdom, what words would you give to someone who uh, is aspiring to, I don't know, break out of the mold, break out of the, uh, the status quo, and show their love of horror in whatever industry that they're in that would otherwise not necessarily be a horror themed whatever they're <laughs> whatever they're in oh you know you don't necessarily have to have a theme <laughs> but um i would encourage anyone anyone if they have the passion to do that uh i would say definitely don't number one problem i've always seen new business owners think is that you're schedule is going to be more flexible and you're going to have more free time than you were for being an employee somewhere that's completely false <laughs> you will work harder for a dollar you will ever will in your life and you literally work 24 7. that's whether you're sitting at home on the couch you're working so um i would definitely say if you're up for if you're up for the challenge um do it uh we need more small business i think uh, you know I mean, I've never worked so hard in my life for anything, for anything. I think I work harder than this and raising my own children. Um, don't tell them that though. Um, but, and it's exhausting. And, and But I can honestly say that um, I've never been as fulfilled as this and I ever have in my lifetime. And to see that we are always growing, not only on social media, but um, my, I've watched my stylist grow. I've seen them start here with no clients and now they have full clientele. I mean, that comes from, you know, building and building and building and keep moving forward onto the next thing. Uh, it's an amazing feeling. And uh, like, and, and even if you think something is weird, which I was called that multiple times in the town that we're in here, when like, why would you do such a thing? Like create a horror themed hair salon. And I'm like, well, <laughs> well, 
now now we're now we moved to a larger location two years ago so that tells you something right there now everyone on this block is selling horror themed t-shirts you know even though i was the weirdo when we came to town but um so that tells you something that perhaps being the weirdo is where you need to be <laughs>